Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online. We're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls, and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hello, Miss Jules. How are you? Good morning, Miss Rhonda. How are you? I'm fabulous. Just, uh, you know, living the dream. We finally got hot here. Like yesterday was our first sticky day in Montana. Mm. Yeah, we get one a year usually, and that was yesterday. Nice. <laughs> and it's hump day. It's hump day. Oh, my goodness. How's your week going? Ooh, well, now that I just got hit with my microphone screen, well, <laughs> oh. let's put that down now. Uh, it's going well. Work is busy. Um, having new floors installed tomorrow and Friday in the operatory, so that's exciting. <gasps> oh, what kind? What did you have, and what are you guys going to? Right now they have, I think it's peel and stick tile, like vinyl. It's real pretty. Not, but um, <laughs> we are getting... Uh, like a click and lock rubbery vinyl type of it looks like wood it's really pretty it's like a grayish tone kind of makes you feel like you're almost at the beachy um, we're painting painting all the new ops well i'm painting i like to paint so i'm painting so our goal is to be done by august 15th so that we can maybe take some new pictures for our website nice you know we still have carpet yeah but we got lucky because we did get these like rubber or uh, I guess they're rubber or plastic, the clear floor mats mm. that go between the, the wall unit and the patient chair. So we can still wipe stuff down. Mm-hmm. And the carpet that's actually exposed is just, you know, at the foot of the chair. But oh. yeah, it just, it's. As long as it's cleanable, it's, I, you know, it's not a plush or anything or. Yeah. Pretty, pretty durable carpet to be in that type of setting. Do you want to you want to hear the one thing that was the catalyst to me starting to stand and assist? Mm. It's a good story. Okay, so the year was 1912. No, it wasn't that. It was really long ago though. So I was working in this office that was kind of like so it used to be a brothel, <laughs> and then it was like this drugstore, and it was in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, right on a train station track. Right. So back in the day, it used to be like a a happening place, right? Well, the train stopped stopping there and they turned this brick building into a dental office. So it was this really weird layout. You like walked in and you had to walk to the back of the building, which is where all the operatories were. Right. And there was no windows because it was, you know, in the middle of a brick building, like in this lineup of other brick buildings. And so the operatories were really strange the way they were set up. So it was like half carpet, half linoleum. And right between like where the patient's butt is and where the, the, the working space would be behind the head, Mm -hmm. there was this 
metal um, connector, you know, like like the thing that you have when you go through a threshold of a door and it yeah. separates the two carpets. Well, it connected the carpet and the linoleum. The problem was the chairs were old as dirt, just like the building, and they wouldn't roll over this little connector at all. Like, so I would have to like, I'd get stalled out. If I got over to the carpet, I was not getting back to the linoleum. And so I would have to stand up to get my chair to cross over this little metal barrier. And eventually I just got so frustrated that I just started standing. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't get the, the chair over and back, it, over and back, over and It back. was, yeah, it was ridiculous like, trying, to, <laughs> trying to get momentum and mount myself over this barrier. Oh my so... Yeah, a bad habit was born. <laughs> bad habit. Bad habit. Bad so habit. don't do as I do. Do as I say. Make sure you have ergonomics and sit in your chair all the time, every time. Well, and at the conference, we're going to have ergonomics. Ms. Yes. Is going to teach us. And has she been on our podcast? Not even seen her yet, but it's happening. Yep, it's going to happen. Okay, we need to make sure we reach out to her to get on the podcast so she can talk about proper sitting and handling and suction and so we don't get all these aches and pains and feel older than we already do. I know, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, I love what I do, but it's just killing my body. I'm like, well, let's do what we got to do to get it to stop killing your body so you can love it more. <laughs> and she actually, I think, practices hygiene standing at times because it's mm. better. So maybe she's going to like say that I'm, you know, that was like an unexpected good thing. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I, and I know like when I was in oral surgery, I stood the whole time too, because, oh, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, we were standing. Bring the patient up for that type. He usually doesn't sit to extract teeth. They no, it's up. a little bit trickier to get that purchase point, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's exciting. Say? Huh? What? today right yes yes i actually don't have to go until 11 um just because we had one big case in the morning and my rock star lead is taking the the reins on that so well just so y'all know it is 5 30 in the morning in montana and 7 30 in the morning in new york <laughs> yes because jules and i are rock stars and we are gonna get you this podcast no matter what time no of day we were in Jules was tired. And Rhonda was, was a little beat after the, the working, working. Yeah. The second job. How many of you all have second jobs? That's what we should talk about. Second side hustles. That'll be our next podcast. What we do is side hustles. Well, I mean, there's so many opportunities. Like, I, you know, the one thing I won't go back to as a side hustle is waitressing because that was too taxing. Between seeing patients all day and then waitressing at night, like, I, my, my side hustles since then have gotten a little bit um, less energy succulus. Succubus. <laughs> succubus. Well, your bar keeps you busy, though. It does. It does. The bar, the airport, the mm -hmm. face painting, um, every other million thing that I'd love to do. Oh, but... <laughs> the conference. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have an airbrush unit. <gasps> totally bring that. I can make a stencil, like, you know, it says dance. <gasps> I don't know. I don't know, guys. Could be awesome. It could be. It could be. Do you want to start with your post today? I do, I do, I do. All okay. Right. You ready? 
I'm ready. Okay, so okay. this came out of the Dental Assistance Worldwide Group, and the poster stated, doing today with my doc an SRP, and I'm holding the high volume suction and the low speed suction. Suddenly, patient got choked and water, with water, I think this might be a second language thing, with water and spit on my face, and the doc, so disgusting, my doc face, laughy, cry face emoji, she was mad, angry emoji face. Anyone has experienced this before. I felt a big splash on my face. Awkward emoji face. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm trying to describe exactly how the post looks. But um, so, yeah. So the patient spit on both of their faces. Well, how did this happen? What can we do to avoid it from it. happening in the future? Go. <laughs> well, the thing is, a lot of things as the patient's tilted back, you know, sometimes they feel like that claustrophobic choking type of feel, right? right? And sometimes, even if it's just sometimes a little drop, it might go down the wrong pipe or tickle their throat. So they have to interrupt our flow to swallow or compose themselves or cough. But what we want to make sure is that when we're in our isolation, that that HBE is always on the opposite side where the doctor is working, right? And that, you know, if he's working on tooth number 31, that we're retracting the tongue, we have the HBE right there, and that the, it's pointed towards the distal of the tooth, so it's sucking up correctly. Does that make sense to you? Yes, so you're avoiding any of the hard or soft tissue with the end of your HBE. Right. And I mean, there's tons of tools out there now that, that you don't have to use the typical HVE um, tip because there's ones that have cushions on the end. I've seen them with the little rubbery ends. Um, there's a Mr. Thirsty. There's a leaf. There's, there's all these things that help us get all that debris because the purpose of isolation and, and retraction and suction and all that is to make sure that the field is debris free for the doctor to work in. So right. if someone is salivating that much, you know, use a dry angle over the duck or, you know, just make sure you're retracting or maybe turn the water down on the high speed handpiece. Well, if it's SRP, that was probably the Cavitron, right? Right. And so some, some docs don't use it all the time. So they just go, you know, and it's, and it's like a power washer. Yeah. <laughs> literally like a power washer. Yep. And then you forget to turn it down a little bit and you're drowning your patient. And most use like, well, the hygienists and I know I'll work with when they use it, they use a slow speed too at the same time. Yeah. Um, but they also, I don't think have it cranked up there because the water, you can crank up the water. So and maybe, you know, making sure you wear your goggles, your PPEs, or face shield. The face shield is definitely good for it. Because that would be smart. I guarantee this girl is never going to, like, do any SRP assisting without a face shield. Mm -hmm. Even if we give her tips on the options out there in the world that are going to be, you know, that are fabricated for this procedure. Just like the Mr. Thirsty, just like the Isolite. Like, Isolite. the reason that these things were invented. But I guarantee she's always going to have a face shield on because yeah, that one... Her. Yeah. That one thing. Do you have the isolate? <laughs> we did. We did. It left with my previous doctor. Um, 
Yep. He brought it into the practice. So I, you know, I love the ice light. I, I know that the lights don't always stay very, like every time I, we bought one, like, I don't know, we got the light to work for like six months and then it usually burns out and we never change the bulb. But at the end of the day, a lot of times we have headlamps on, you know, we have the overhead lamp. Like we don't need the light inside the isolite. No, and we just need it to retract and suction. Yeah. Um, I do. I just want to make sure if you guys are using the isolite, make sure you're maintaining that tubing properly. These yeah. little heads come off. You know, it's not just about, oh, well, let's just spray and wipe down this uh, hose and just take the disposable piece off. Like, no, you have to run those lines. You need to take that thing apart, clean it out every time, no matter what. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of about my my hygienist. She came to me and she's like, "My suction is not working." I'm like, "What is the issue? It's her slow suction because she has two in her room. She has one on her delivery unit and one on the side of her chair." And she's like, "It's not working." I'm like, "Well, do you change the trap?" She's like, "What trap?" Mm -hmm. I'm like, "There's a little trap inside." Well, I come to find out. There was not. They were not putting the traps inside, so it, all that stuff was just going. Oh. Line straight to the compressor, the suction straight, straight. And I'm like, um, there's a little uh, white cup that goes in here. She's like, what? No one's ever told me that. And I'm like, calling you been a hygienist, love her to death. But my gosh, come on. <laughs> um, so we, you know, had to take it apart, and we had to clean it and pipe clean it and put it back in. And lo and behold, guess what? Sucks up. So, um. But and put some little new traps in there. I'm like, you just gotta replace them every once, especially after your SRP or your full mouth debridements. Oh. That stuff is like chunks sometimes. And the fluoride, you know, now that we're doing that um, paint on fluoride and you have to activate it with the water, I mean, that gets in that saliva ejector and that goes places. Mm -hmm. That stuff, like when we used to use the foam, it wasn't so bad because it was like right. water soluble. But the stuff we have now, I mean, those hygiene rooms. And you guys, as rock star DAs, help your people out. Like if you have a hygienist, like they don't know any better. They just, maybe they get used to it being so weak, like their suction. Like go in there and, and pick their brain. How's your room operating? Like we are, we are maintenance people too, guys. Like just go and, and, and give your people some love and be like, you know, how's your room operating? Is there anything that we could look at together? Have you noticed anything? Like how can you help them too? And they better help us, which they do. Please mind you. I need anesthetic. <laughs> it's been 15 hours. <laughs> please, I know you don't do it often. Just come back here to up five, please. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? But you know, there's a lot of states where hygiene can't anesthetic or can't administer anesthetic mm -hmm. too. And if there's, you know, speaking of products, because a face shield, maybe we should get one. I wonder if I have one at work and I can post a picture of it like what the girls use. I know they use face shields at work. I think they have like a little band and then you replace the plastic part. Yeah, the Googles, Googles has a whole product line. They've got the little guys, you know, and I like those because they never fog up. Where? The Googles, okay. you know, it's just, it's just the replacement um, headpiece. Like I said, it's not as fancy as some of the other ones, like the big face shields. They've got like the, the foam that goes across your forehead and you know, they're super like heavy duty. They, right. There's different options too. What, oh, here's a quick question. Yes. We're talking about PPE. What is your, um, what is your opinion on hairnets for dental assistants? Hairnets? Hairnets. 
Like a food hairnet or a surgical? Like a surgical hairnet. It could be either one you can wash. The thing is, if you're not, if you have a lot of hair and you're not maintaining it and keeping it away from your face, but you're doing a lot of like bloody procedures, I think I'd wear a cap. Yeah. Between each patient. Because it really, I mean, your hair... You figure your hair, you, well, you can't see me because, you know, we're not recording this, <laughs> but your, the top of your head, if you're any type of assistant like me that likes to see what we're doing in there and not just stand back, your the top of your head is kind of going to be in the direct path of the stuff coming out of the patient's mouth, like just the aerosols in general. So, I mean, it might be good if you're not pulling your hair back, you definitely should be not wearing your hair down or touching it or you know it all should be up and away from your face and not hanging in the patient's face right no away from face not patient's face (laughs) um so i definitely think a surgical cap especially if you're doing like implants that is a high sterility issue right right so i think definitely a surgical cap would you know it doesn't hurt I mean you're only protecting yourself right keeping that crap out of your hair yeah I mean it just I know it wouldn't be very attractive so I guarantee there's a lot of uh dentists out there that would be like ah no you're good you don't need one I mean we already see it now where a lot of people are giving like a hard time when they don't wear makeup or they you know they're they're not a little bit more fancy than they should be (laughs) or that the dentist wants them to be is, is if you have a ton of hair sometimes having it all up on your head can it's it hurts it does know, hurt it down on you and I think if you did wear a surgical cap you could do a low pony and then pull it all into the surgical cap where you don't have to have a high pony where it's all weighing on the top of your head and pulling your neck and all this stuff so I mean I just I think it's important to make sure that your your hair is out of the patient's face yeah you know I always think about when we just talk about this stuff is like you know how they've they've got the like the oh what is it called not homeopathic but the 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 dentist that like take out the amalgam fillings but they have like the suits on with their respirators (laughs) company that does that that believes in the mercury which is great yeah and they're actually going to be a sponsor now of the they're going to be at the conference talking about it on their Thursday night, but you know, sometimes you never know what we're breathing in. Right. So well, they, we already know that the air inside a four roomed wall, four walled room mm-hmm. is way worse for you than being outside. And right. we already know that mercury is released when you put it in and when you take it out. So whenever it's in that solid form or vapor form. Right. So, I mean, there's something to be said there guys. Mm-hmm. And definitely um, airflow through the room. I don't think a lot of, you know, there should be fans and ventilation more than there is like circulating the, the air in the room. So I don't think any, any PP that you wear, you decide to wear is wasted. What's wasted is when you don't wear it and then things like that, you get splatter or splash in your face and you're wondering like, oh, should I put my PP on? Wearing yep. your mask the proper way. Remember, it's like, People put it upside down, backwards. Make sure you know how to wear your mask, your glasses, your eyeglasses, 
you know, if you're wearing your own eyeglasses, at least you have side shields, you know. Yep, PPE is there to protect you from the patient. Mm-hmm. Don't know what they have. Always just assume everybody has gonorrhea persephilitis, people. It makes life so much easier. That's right. <laughs> well, Miss Jules, do you have a post? I do, I do, I do. It was on a dental assistant worldwide group. And now I gotta find it back because I didn't screenshot like <gasps> I told you. I know, I know. All right, so this wanted to know. I'm not in the group. I'm in the, here we go. It's on a professional page. Too many things going on. Oh, you did tell that girl to get the Mr. Thirsty. I totally did. Yeah. Because that one's the cheaper version of Isolite. <laughs> and you know, we had Zerk on and they're genius. You're like, they're really cool people. I'm like, dude, it's like, I love people that make products that are just smart. That just makes sense. All right. So it was, and I had a lot of comments and it was interesting and I wanted to read from some of the comments. Um, let's see here. We're getting there. We're getting there ladies. All right. Corporate dentistry. So is corporate dentistry as bad as everyone says? Yee. Oh, well, this can go for is private practice as, as bad as everyone says, right? Yeah. Yep. I think there's a couple things that people think because it's corporate, there are a lot of um, practices that they might not know are small group service organizations. So there may be uh, a dentist that owns two or three. That's still a corporation. Your practice you work in is still a corporation. It's a business. So a lot of the comments were good and bad. Um, some people said yes not a fan. Worst year of my life. Worked in a strip mall dental office. Um, the word hate is mostly quota. Um, basically 50-50. Someone mentioned a couple DSOs, which I would not, I will not mention them because it's not fair. We've never worked there, so I can't really tell you my experience. Um, I love mine. Been over there a year, half. Bonuses, fast-paced, busy. We're doing a relay for life. So there's a good perk, right? Uh, depends on the doctor. What else? Hated the job, but like John said, it has pros and cons. Absolutely. Depends on the office, the doctor, and the office manager. Production, production, production. Um, let's see. Offer benefits more than a private practice. Uh, let's see. I like this one. It's not really bad. They just don't, they just give you shitty races. <laughs> well, uh, yes. So I think it's, you know, there's good things and bad things about corporate dentistry and it's good things and bad things about private practice. So corporate dentistry has the room and maybe the benefits to offer you more like medical insurance, 401k, um, room to grow. Like if you want to start out as an assistant, but then you want to become like a front office manager, you know, there's maybe there's rooms to do ladder moves, you know, where you can grow your career. 
in a private practice, it might just be a, you know, a single doc and a couple hygienists, you might not be able to offer those, get those benefits. So I think when you're looking at corporate dentistry, every job, or excuse me, when you're looking at a job in dental assisting, it has to fit your lifestyle and what you want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you want? What hours do you want to work? So if your office that you're looking at, whether it's corporate or private, works till seven o'clock at night and you're not going to get out of there till seven thirty, eight o'clock. Do you want to be working that late or don't you care? I mean, do you have family obligations, no family obligations? You like to work out, you like to run, whatever your lifestyle is, that job has to fit your place of employment has to fit your lifestyle. Right. And a job to take a job. And like if you're a dental assistant who likes to travel, Dude, corporate is the way to go, especially if they have multiple locations and you can be the floater, like you can either go establish new offices like I used to do, or you, you know, you, I was a traveling doc team. Like we got to go all over the state, you know, like we worked in three different offices in a week. Like I, I enjoyed that part because it was like an adventure, but then again, I didn't have any, um, I don't want to say baggage cause that's negative. I didn't have any other commitments at the time and then in my life. So that, that that was suitable for my lifestyle. So I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you just have to, you have to look at it like what the hourly is, what your benefits. And most, most of us dental assistants, we just only look at the hourly. We don't look at everything else that is given. So if, if you were just thinking, oh, I made $12 an hour, but you're not realizing you get a lot of vacation time, you get uniforms, you get CE paid for, you get medical paid for, you get 401k match, those things add to your hourly. So if corporate or a private practice could offer this, you just have to look down when you're looking for a new job, you need to like, it's kind of like house hunting. You know, you're not just going to buy a house to buy a house. You're, you have certain wants and needs for that house. So you want to sit and make sure that you have certain needs and wants for your job that you want. Is it flexible for your family? You know, are you the only assistant or do you have a team of assistants you work for? Do you get uniforms? Do you get medical? Do they do trainings? Do they do fun things in the office, celebrate birthdays? Um, I mean, there's a whole boatload of things, but you have to gear it towards your lifestyle. And I think we often see these girls that get out of school and they just want a job. And then they're not happy because they look just for a job in the field. It might take you a week. It might take you six months to find the right job, but I think you need to find the right fit for you. Yeah. Don't get eager beaver and take the first opportunity because learn from others, guys. If you don't think about what you want, you're never going to be fulfilled in that job that you took. Period and dot. (laughs) Some places where you work, it's a small community. So if you start at one office and you're only there a month and you go to another and then you go to another and you go to another, first of all, you're not building a good resume for longevity. Second of all, if you leave too many, they're going to think it's you and not the practices. Yep. So it's going to reflect bad on you. But I just, you know, I think you should really sit back and not jump into anything. And I understand you just went to school or you're not happy in your practice but really, really, really seek out what you want because this is a long-term, you know, I say it's a long-term commitment. You're going to buy into the practice. They should invest in you, but you want to have the right, right thing. You don't want to get burned out where you're only into it in a year or so and then you quit. 
Yeah. So really, you know, is corporate for you? I don't know. Is corporate for me? Eh, maybe at one point in my life when I wasn't so old and I could run around like with chicken with my head cut off. Um, <laughs> did I start in a corporation? No, but I did start at a chain that is now known as Aspen. And it was a long, long time ago. I didn't work there very long. But, um, you know, and they're, they're founded here and they started here. I do have an, some issues with some of the way they do things for dental assistants, but you know, it's, you, a lot of dental assistants are happy there. So, you know, it's, it's what you make of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my comment was, um, it depends on which one you work for. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, a lot of, even private practices, a corporation sometimes, um, but the bigger chain ones, um, in my experience, tend to treat you more like a number than a person. Right. So like you just, everything is cookie cutter. So as long as you're okay with that, it's you're set. But if, if you, if you aren't looking for that, then maybe I would go look at private. Right. And the thing is, is you, if you invest yourself into a place for a long, long time, you don't want to walk away with just a paycheck. So these places should be reinvesting in you. So, I mean, if you stay at the same place, like I did myself for 24 years or whatever it was long, I walked away with a paycheck. I had no retirement, no medical, no nothing, but I gave my heart and soul to a practice and then boom, I'm out, you know, I'm walking away because I have no, nobody's investing in me. Why should I invest in someone else? You know? So it's really make sure you're looking at those aspects too, of when you go to interview and ask, say, so what is the long-term longevity? How long has, what's your longest assistant working here? Why is she working here the longest? Um, you know, I don't want to walk away with a, a paycheck at the end of my 20 year career here. Do you offer 401k or, you know, at least if they offer it, not so much a match, at least you can invest into it because you can't get a 401k without an employer. So at least they can, invest in it, you know? Yeah. So is corporate dentistry? I don't know. It's, it's a 50, 50, you know, yep. one day it might be one day it might not be. Depends so, on what you want. <laughs> you what you want for yourself in life and nobody else. Yep. Yeah. That's all you can worry about. That's it. Hey, Jules, did you see my video on the Tapkin? I like the Tapkin. Dude, they work. reached out. They, they sent a sample, right? I was like, Oh, okay. What is this? And like, Okay. I'm a huge fan of stuff that makes sense. Okay. If you can save me an extra step in my life, (laughs) I love it. It's just so smart. No bib clip. It's all one piece. You just, you just attach the little neck piece. It's like the bib you get when you go lobster eating. Yes. But without the lobster. Without the lobster. (laughs) Things on there like smiley faces, which I'm sure they would have come in, but I liked it. It's, I'm going to go order some because I think it's cool because you get rid of the big clips and not big clips are nasty. And there is things like, uh, I think it's called bibbies or something like it's like a sticky, but you put it on there. Yeah. Or, I've tried the paper ones. Yeah. They have, um, bibs that have like stickies on the back that you press right here. Well, not that you guys can see me, but you press <laughs> on the other side of your shoulders. So this one looked like all one piece that you just bring it around. And yeah. Boom. Yeah. And it's the way they have it folded up. So like the, the, I guess in case you do use your patient as a tabletop, which I don't suggest you do because it's not good practices, but 
if you did use the patient as the tabletop, the, uh, the clean side's folded inside. So when you open it up, you know, like the outside, the way it's folded is the waterproof side. And then as you open it up, like it's as clean as you possibly can get it for a surface, you know? I like it. I like it. It's comfortable. I'm going to get down there and order a case today and have them try it and see if they like it. And it gets rid of the big clips. And your video was hilarious, by the way. It's <laughs> me looking for the stinking big clips. And half the time they get thrown out. Right. Or they're all in one room. You have five rooms and all of the stinking bib clips are in one room. Somehow they've all made it back to the hoarders. We sterilize them for patients. So, yep. you know, we have about 50 of them float around, but you still can never find one. Nope. It's just like safety glasses sometimes, you know, it, it, it's just, and it's, it happens. I mean, anytime you're in a fast paced office, there's going to be things like certain things that never like the XCPs, yes. XCPs. Uh, yeah, those end up in somebody else's room usually. <laughs> yep. I mean, we can make like a list of 10 things that never get distributed evenly throughout the rooms when they come back out of sterilization. No. Not <laughs> How many are with us? How many? Yay, raise your hand. Take <laughs> <Keep> your phone. Take <laughs> your phone if you feel us. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Good, good, good. Well, make sure you follow us on Instagram, uh, on Facebook. Subscribe to our weekly email updates. We just do weekly email updates on Thursdays. That's when we release them out after our podcast. So if you are on dentalassistancerock.com, follow us on there. Subscribe to our updates. Um, and that's about it. Yep. Come to the dance. Register for the dance. Register for the dance. Hey, if you here's a call to action. If you guys are in the Chicago area, and you are well connected with local businesses or, um, you know, you just, you have these sales reps that are the rock stars of your area in Chicago, tell them that we're having the conference and they can be a part of it too, because I know we're having a hard time sometimes with people seeing that the conference is there just because it's the first year. Right. So like if you have a local rep, guys, if you're in Chicago area, tell them about the dance and have them reach out to us because we want to include everybody if we can, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, that are already in the area, it just makes more sense if you're right there. Right. And each year it's going to grow, grow, grow. Grow, grow, grow your conference <laughs> gently up the stream. <laughs> I didn't even practice that. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're dental assistants, because we do not have a singing career. <laughs> oh my God, you crack me up. All right, Miss Rhonda. Okay, Miss Jules. Go to work. Well, you're not going to work yet. I'm going to go to work. Okay, yeah, go to work, change some floors, or change some floors, and paint some walls. Can't wait, can't wait. So, alrighty. All right, guys, have a great day. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get to hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. And find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you were a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. 
But until next week, keep on suctioning.